Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday, we answer your emails, you tell your stories, we answer your questions. And you might feel it already, but it is a Dim the Lights Alone episode. Happy Labor Day. It's Labor Day. I, I, I've kind of decided that the holiday shows might, you know, you try to do something a little different. Some, something that, because I try to think of how would I listen to the podcast on Labor Day. I would probably be listening on the way home from somewhere in, in, in a little bit of a solitude moment. Is that a way to describe it? Uh, uh, you're alone. You're reflecting on the summer. This, the change between summer and fall is when... I do believe these questions get good um, because there were built-in excuses. The summer, I'm traveling here, you're traveling there. Well, you know, I guess we'll go to we'll go out next week. It's it's all polite. In the fall, the cancellations, the busy schedules, they become more impolite. I, I, I and I feel that I'm I'm going on a date tonight. That's right. I'm taping this ahead. Uh, it's a hot August afternoon right now. I'm going on a date tonight. And I'm not saying it because it's like a you know, it's a uh, it's not a first date, but it's not it's a it's it's the first dinner date I've been on in a long time. Like an actual planned let's get dinner. If I was and and again, this is the time of year you can't and I've been balking. I've been hesitant going on a a date. Even on the dating apps, I've been I've I've downloaded and deleted dating apps more than I ever have in my entire life and more frequently. Because I get to this point with an app where there's build up. There's these people and I'm talking to them and you're having nice conversations, fun. You know, when I share the negative ones, I and I, it's only every now and again. They have to be extreme for me to share it. Like I had a I had one where some woman said, "I'm a fan, but I've hooked up with your brother." You know that was a bit extreme, and I was like, "I mean, you didn't have to say that. You could have just said no. You could have just pressed X, and I would have not felt that at all." I had another woman who I knew was just like, she wrote to one of my pictures on Hinge, um, "Get it, Jared," like as like a support of some sorts, as if it was. Good for me for being on a dating app. Get, good job getting out there. If you know someone you don't want to, if you don't have no romantic interest in the person, let's keep it moving. Keep your head down. So I share those ones, but most of them are just fine conversations and you go, and this is why when women write in the podcast and they go, I'm sick of pen pals, I go, whoa, this guy knows what he's doing. He's not so stupid. You get a match, Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? How was your weekend? How was your weekend? You know, light banter and then tick, 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 tick. Everyone is on the same clock. You're not that different. You're not that much smarter. You don't, you don't feel more than the next person. We're all feeling it. Hey, here's my number. Let me know. I've had that happen to me. They go, hey, here's my number. Let me know. And I go, ah, and you just don't go. You just don't do it. So, if I was to give myself advice for a dinner date, I wrote down some things. Like if I was like, hey, younger Jared, here's some tips for how you should. And some of them are pretty obvious. But how, if I was like, hey, 27-year-old Jared, you're going, you, you, you want to go on dates, have a reservation. No matter what. No matter how sure you are the place is going to be empty, have one. It's so easy to set a reservation now, too. It's so easy. Just, you go on Google. I mean, I made one yesterday for today and then decided on a different place because her and I were going back and forth. And I do believe in making someone feel a part of the dinner conversation. Hey, what part of town's best for you? Any dietary restrictions? I don't say it that way like I'm the waiter, but I think these are good tips for myself. If I was, I'm, And I'm, these are tips I've given myself. If you have some thoughts, please send them in, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. So get them involved with the area. Get them involved with the food type. Anything you don't eat, good to know. 
now we're talking. We're getting to know each other. These are tips I would give myself. Uh, so figure out what they eat. Figure out what, what, figure out what they don't eat. That's a better way to go. Figure out what they don't eat. Figure out what part of town is best for you. That's the, because then you give them, they can go wide. They can go, well, the east side's better than the west side. You know, if what time, part of town's best for me? If, you know, then the person goes, well, within a one block radius of my apartment, I would go, okay, well, someone's a, a little bit selfish, but okay, cool. Good to know. <laughs> Have the reservation. So I went on Google, and you, if you Google map a place, you can set the reservation. And then I set one yesterday, and then I, we switched the place to a different place, and I went to set the reservation for the new place, and they go, you already have a reservation at that time. So it made you even cancel it. So like, it's as easy as it's ever been to set a reservation. You can do it when the place is closed, literally. But this is, I mean, this is advice I could have given myself, you know, 10 months ago. I've been, I have been that person walking in. Wow, they're busy. Do you have a reservation, sir? No. Do you have any room? No. And now you're walking oh, I, okay, okay, I know this neighborhood a little bit. Let's go this way. And then they're following you like, what the fuck am I doing with this idiot? Have a reservation. Make it later than you think you can make it. That would be something I would tell myself. If you think you're going to be ready for 8, make it for 8.30. If you think you're going to be ready for 8.30, make it for 9. And tell them that. How does 9 sound? I know that's a little late. Make it later. New York, that's easy. Sometimes that might not be easy. But that's the advice I'd give to myself. Because I'm always going, oh, fuck, it's coming. And then the oh, two more that I would give myself. Wear nice shoes. I just think you look better when you wear nice shoes. It looks like you tried. Different shoes. Not the ones you wear every day. Wear different shoes. Different, nice, elevated. It can be a nice sneaker. I think that works today. Last one, eat a protein bar. I've been giving this advice now recently. I think I am think I'm a fucking genius. If you eat a protein bar before a date, you're and I know I was on you up a couple weeks ago talking about how I was too full on a date. I, I ate too much at the the bar. That wasn't like a planned dinner date. That was more like a let's get some apps. But eat that protein bar. You you will be more focused on meeting the person than because I'm this way. I would get on that date. I'd be like. A monster. I'm. I am sure there has to be someone out there who's like. Someone was like, "Do you know this guy, Jared Free?" Oh, I went on a date with him once. Guy ate like a fucking pig. Like I know that story is being told about me. Oh, I just want to know. I don't. I. I don't know who. I don't have. There isn't a thought of a person that comes to mind. But there's got to be someone. Oh my god. Oh, Jared Freed, the comedian, the guy who gives dating advice, you should have seen him eat on the date. Like that's a that's a fun story to tell for them. Oh, look him up. Even if the I'm not saying I'm known by everybody, but they would go, "Oh, you got to look up this comedian. We went on a date he ate 17 appetizers and I just sat there. He didn't even talk to me." I had to have done that cuz I've gone on dates hungry. I've definitely gone on dates hungry. I've gone on dates starving. I've been saving up. So we're doing an alone episode. So I, again, I'll maybe I'll update you on how the date goes. Um, but I've been hesitant. I've been hesitant on the dinner date. Drinks, easy. And that's one thing. Dinner date, different. If you're here listening, there's no YouTube today. It's just you and Papa JT, you and the Wizard of Ha. We do have episodes on YouTube. So what I'd like for you to do is twofold. Subscribe to my YouTube page. Uh, follow the Instagram account. The Instagram account is at JTrain Podcast. The YouTube page is uh, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. I am going to be taping a stand-up special. It's going to be an hour stand-up special. It's coming. I'm going to be taping it in New York City. Um, this is kind of the, you know, it's coming, you know, message that I'm letting you all in on. Um most likely it'll be on my YouTube page. So I want to build up that following. So even if you don't use YouTube, just hit that subscribe button. It helps my mental well-being, my mental health. <laughs> also, we got sponsors on every episode. If the sponsors help you, use the code. Use the code. That's all you got to do. I got plenty of emails in front of me. 
One of them we did on You Up, but I kind of want to revisit it. I think it's a good time of year for revisiting the subject. But send it in if you have an email, dating questions, lifestyle questions, whatever it is. It's an advice podcast, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I got live shows this week. Uh, this, I think, is it Friday or Saturday? The 9th. What day of the week is that? I'm going to be in Chicago, Illinois. I love Chicago. I'm going to be there Friday night. Two shows, okay? The first show sold out pretty quick, so we added a second show. I'm hoping it's not just me in the in the, you know, the the, the chairs. So go 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 jaredfree.com, Chicago, Illinois. Bring your friends. I got a great set all ready to go. It is ready for a special to be taped. So if you're in Chicago this weekend, I'll be there on the 9th. Uh, I might come a day early, so who knows. Um, then I'm going to be in Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. I, I, I made some fun of Buffalo on a UL podcast. And, <laughs> no, I swear it's good. Every city's good. I'm just saying, I'm not taking a vacation to Buffalo. I'm going there because, and also, I like towns that are insular, like Buffalo. Everyone knows each other there. It feels like Boston. So Buffalo, I'm, I'm excited to come. Detroit, Michigan, Albany, New York, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Mohegan Sun just added to the Cal. Ooh, Mohegan Sun, I'm coming, Connecticut. Put on your, your pink polos. Come on. Baltimore, Maryland, which it's Timonium on the calendar. I've gotten people... I, I, I do, do people in Baltimore not leave the area or not know the towns in their area? It's in Timonium, Magoobies. But Timonium's like 20 minutes outside of Baltimore. It must be not a well-known place because I've gotten a couple of messages. But Timonium on my calendar, jaredfree.com, Richmond, Virginia. And then I'm coming to Boston. 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 Wilbur Theater. People. Theater. The Wilbur. So get your tickets for Boston. I'm hoping that sells out. I mean, the Wilbur's a big deal for me personally. That's a hometown show. Um, and this is a Dim the Lights episode. So jaredfree.com, go get tickets. jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, send in your emails. Let's do, uh, let's get into the questions. Work lifestyle question. Jtrain and guests. Well, you got just your buddy, Papa JT, the wizard of Haas, the salt of swipe, the conalingazar. Big fan, listener for years. I'm seeking some advice regarding a situation at work. I work in a hospital in a smallish department with a core group of consistent employees, as well as a lot of turnover with techs and travel nurses. When I first started here a couple years back, I feel I made a mistake that seems to haunt me ever since. In general, I'm a pretty friendly, outgoing guy and don't have a problem striking up a conversation with most people. Over the course of my first few months, I dated a couple of the nurses that work there. Now, we did an episode where someone wrote in about they were a nurse and one of the patients was asking for them. And I did get one piece of feedback from another nurse being like, this is this doesn't happen. This is frowned upon. This is horrible. People shouldn't do this. This is unethical. I'm not sure what it is between people who work at the hospital together, but I'm sure it's like any workplace. It's a, it's a, you know, a, a hairy situation. But you've dated a couple of the nurses that work there. I ended up being, it ended up being casual dating, got intimate, but never had sex. Neither situation ended badly. They just got, they just sort of fizzled out, and I seem to have fine working relationships with both of these women. The problem is that I got a reputation of the guy that tries to date all the nurses, even though the last date was over a year ago. What I feel are normal, non-work-related conversations seem to always be taken as me flirting. And on more than one occasion, I've got a so-and-so warn me about you from somebody newly starting there. I've tried my best to keep out of any conversations that don't relate directly to work, but I also don't want to come off as a cold, as cold and impersonal. My tra- my contract goes for another year, and I'm just trying to get through it without always being the butt of a joke or subject of gossip. I think it's probably too late to try and change a lot of the opinion about me, but do you have any advice for finishing out my time smoothly? Totes preach. So let's start with... Let's start with, first of all, I guess it's hard because I'm not going to sit here and say, I have to take you at your word. You're the emailer. 
Um, you dated a couple people. First of all, you said there was no, you know, got in, intimate but no sex. That doesn't matter. You have gone out with nurses before. So they're going to tell each other, well, yeah, that's the guy. He, he's a flirt, a flirty guy. And when you're nice and you, as you said, you can, you know, have conversation, you know, you can don't have a problem striking up a conversation with, with most people. That means you're personable. That means you're, you got a good personality. That means people, you know, can become into you as you become into them. So let's, I, I think the one thing to keep in mind is that you're, I think people, and I'm being careful with my words because I'm, I'm going to assume, and if you're listening right now, I'm going to assume the best of the emailer. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I, it'd be pretty insane for him to write in this nice letter and then be this like person who actually preys on people, you know, whatever. But I'm saying, to me, they're saying, I've been warned about you because they're letting you know they know that you are, a, you know, kind of a flirty guy. And if I were you, the one thing I would say is that it's kind of like dating an ex. At this point, your reputation has been laid. If you went back to an ex, you would have to understand that you are going with way more consequences than the first time you went back. So this is the same for you and anyone at work. It sounds like you're done trying to date nurses, but I'm saying to you, you got to tell yourself, hey, I don't date anyone at work. And the only way I do is if it's a magical situation that I'm ready to make totally serious. That's the, the, so you have to say to yourself, the the idea of pursuing someone at work is has to be out the window for you. And here's the other thing. You can't, you have to be, you have to go along with it. You got to laugh at it. And what I would do is laugh at it. You got to yes and it like an improv. Because if you go, oh no, no, I'm not that type of guy. Now it sounds like you're, you're denying too much. Like if someone said, oh, I've heard about you. And I would say, I would be like, oh yeah, I'm the office Casanova. That's me. I'm Cupid. You know, I don't know. I would go along with it. You got to laugh at it. You got to accept it. And then you got to go and, you know, I guess you, who, or I would say, who'd you hear that from? And if they said the name, then you go, oh, well now we're, we're cool. Oh, I love the, that person. You know, love didn't work out. Love didn't work in favor of us. But the idea that you have is why you're getting these warnings, I think. I think people are getting warned about you and saying it to you. They wouldn't say it to you if you were a real creep, I don't think. You know, if you were, oh, stay away from, you know, Dr. McKenzie. No. They'd be like, they're saying it to you because they've heard that you have dated in the past and you're a nice guy and they had a good a good interaction with you and maybe it's them this time and maybe not, probably not. But that, that I think if for you, you have to have a personal policy. I'm not trying to date anyone here. This isn't my dating pool. Um, when you're being nice, you're just being nice. And if you do in the next year, you have to really think about pursuing someone. Again, the office is your ex. You, you know, you're going to get eye rolled because what does, I don't, I think if they're saying it to you, it's not like you're an awful person. I think that they're having fun with you and I think you should have fun with it. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending your emails. J train. Why bother sending old nudes? What were they? Black and whites? They were oil paintings. Hey, Jared, feather, feather, longtime listener of the pod. Little backstory. I have a friends with benefits who I've been sleeping with for the past two plus years. He has a girlfriend and admittedly about a year of us having sex was him cheating on her with me. Oh, my God. She recently found out and they are working on processing this knowledge and coming up with a scenario where he he and I can still fuck without violating her trust. You guys, I mean, so he's trying to get this into an open relationship. This is how most, this is why the open relationship thing I'm, I never trust because it always happens as I, you know, it feels like the person's breaking glass in case of emergency. When you hear from, and the thing is you can't just 
deny the existence of open relationships because we are in this you know we we you know everyone gets a chance we can talk about it but it is in the extremes that it, that it's happening and it's working out you know to me it's always this oh why don't we do open because someone's trying to save face but okay he and i took a break for about a month from even texting each other but today he texted me and we had a really great discussion we're still not at a place where we can bang <laughs> so you're just I listen, you can do whatever you want, but you're you're just waiting. You're you're like, okay, I'm here and ready. But we are sexting, and he told me he was getting hard. I requested a dick pic, which he sent. I had a feeling that this wasn't a pic in the moment, so I looked into it. And sure enough, the pic was from October 2019. How do you know? How did you find how do you look into it? What kind, what kind of detective are you? Why tell me he's hard and send me not only a pic that's not in the moment, but a super old nude? Our relationship is absolutely just sex. But I'm confused why he would send me an old pic and would love to know what you think. I think this guy's juggling two people. I think, listen, I'm sorry to burst a lot of bubbles out there, but a lot of times you're sexting with someone who is doing some other things, taking a dump. You're going, ooh, are you hard? And he's going, I'm so hard. And then he's going, eh and he's taking a shit I, I listen i'm i'm saying this because from experience i'm just saying you know it is it's rarer than you think that both people are sitting in their bed with the bed with the cover the covers just draped over their naked body a candle lit everything's perfect they got all their lotions on it's rare that two people are on the same page in the same place to be sexting it happens i'm not saying it doesn't happen i'm saying Sometimes sexting just evolves over the course of texting. It's, you start texting in one place and then all of a sudden you're in this other place and you're going along. So the idea of he's finding an old pic, and, and especially how are you confused about this guy lying at all? This guy has been cheating on his girlfriend for two years with you, okay? Which, listen, that's not the lifestyle I would want to lead. That's not the place I would want to be in, but we're here. This is you're the emailer. I'm speaking directly to you. What I would say to you is that if he's willing to lie to someone that he's in a serious relationship with, he's willing to lie to you. And the nude is probably the tip of the iceberg. And if you know, being with one woman is hard enough, and texting makes being with multiple people easier. I would agree with that. But it also makes it so you can feel like you are one-on-one -on -one with someone while being with multiple people. That's why he was able to pull a fast one on his girlfriend, and that's why he's able to keep up with you. You say this is purely about sex, and that's fine. So I'm sure he's got, you know, and also he's probably got a good-looking dick pic. He's probably got one that he's like, Whoop, that's the one that's shiny and nice, and I'm all shaved and lathered, and that's the one I'm going to use. Because I want to show off. There's good dick days and there's bad dick days. Why tell me he's hard and send me the only pic that's not in the moment but uh, a super old nude? He's sending it to you in the moment because he knows you're there and he wants to make you happy. A relationship is absolutely just sex. But I'm confused why he would send me an old pic and would love to know what you think. I mean, I think I've told you. I'm, I'm totally aware that this relationship is a waste of my time. But the sex is fun and I enjoy talking with him. Thanks again for the Lord's work. Well, here's the main part of your email that I will address. And I'm not telling you... I'm not telling you this is a waste of your time because I don't know what you want from it. It sounds like you just want sex, but I would say enjoy talking with him. You're talking to a version of him. And this, you know, this dick pic, the fact that you're so surprised that it's an old dick pic when you're talking to someone who's cheating on their girlfriend, you can't be less surprised. That's my message to you. So you enjoy talking with a version of him that he gives you. He has a whole nother life that he's not even, a, and I don't, and he's telling you the part that makes him look the least bad while you know he's doing something bad. So you're getting the tip of the iceberg with him. So again, so, you know, I, I know you wrote in for a different reason. Why would he send me an old nude? Well, that is a, a kind of an 
it kind of signifies everything else. It kind of, it's an example for everything else. You're getting old nude. You're getting a, you know, you're, you're getting a nude that's not in the moment. You're getting a person that's not in the moment. You're getting a version of this person, just like you got a version of his penis sent to you. We've all heard of gut instinct, but what about butt instinct? Listen to your butt. It wants new undies. Luckily, MeUndies makes the most buttery, soft, and sustainable undies, bralettes, and socks that exist. Get 20, 20, 20% off your first purchase with free shipping and free returns when you go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. I love MeUndies. They've been a sponsor for a while, and I say this, this is about, uh, you know, this is about self-care right now, and I know it. I know, and I say this a lot, but I know it to be true. You have underwear that you're wearing. Some of it, is no good. Some of it you're just dealing with. It's time to take that underwear that's the at the end of the week, the I got my stuff in the wash pair of underwear and throw them away. Be good to yourself and take me up on this offer with undies, socks, and bralettes. That fe- you, same for socks. I don't know about bralettes. I, you, that may be the case for uh, some of you, but socks, you're definitely wearing a pair that you're like, Ugh, I guess I'll wear these again. Throw them away. Here's your, here's your opportunity. And they have they all feel like they're spun from silken clouds. You'll feel softer than a newborn wrapped tight, guaranteed to be the softest stuff you've ever felt in your life. Their signature micromodal fabric is sustainable, breathable, and stretchy, available in sizes extra small through 4XL. They have new colors and prints dropping weekly, so there's always something exciting to check out. Try their free-to-join membership for free shipping on every order and exclusive perks like an item shipped to your door every month, secret sales, and early access to their newest stuff. So tons of deal with their membership. This is great. So to get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. That's MeUndies.com slash JTrain. First impressions start at your feet. What you wear down there tells the world who you are. If you don't want to choose between comfort and style, pick Rothy's. All their shoes look and feel great right out of the box with no break-in period. With so many colors that work season after season, it's a no-brainer to wear a pair for every occasion. I have them. I wear them. I love them. I have the driver's shoe. They look spectacular with a pair of jeans or a pair of khakis uh they got this like camo print but they have all different kinds and i will say i've put them in the wash they look brand new every time and the no breaking period is true they're comfortable right out of the box and i the, the shoes are so comfortable the driver's shoes so comfortable you can wear them really all day. And some, that's not the case for most driving shoes. These are great. All of Rothy's shoes are designed to be washing machine safe. These are, I've washed them many times. They will look and feel better every time they come out of the wash. Get both style and comfort this summer with Rothy's. Plus, get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash JTrain. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Do me a favor. Go subscribe to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jerry Freed. Also, we got an Instagram account, uh, JTrain podcast at gmail. Or <laughs> just went the whole thing, JTrain podcast on Instagram. I started the Gmail, uh, the Instagram account just for the place to have all the clips so you can go check them out and it won't get in the, you know, kind of create a different world, so to speak. Can I pursue a guy uh, as a girl? Jared, feather, feather, love everything you do. And I listen to all your content. Well, thank you. Thanks for being the best and most sound advice out there. Well, I'm, I'm just speaking as honestly as I know how to do. I'm a 27-year-old female. I am recently-ish, nine months ago, out of a four-year relationship. So 27, 23, so post-college relationship. Now you're 27, you're... Okay, and I'm dating again, feel ready to do so. My question is, do guys like when girls pursue them? Yes, yes we do. We like it, but there can be reasons that you can like it that may not work for you. You know, we like it because we want to know who wants to fuck us. That's why men love Bumble. That's why, you know, when you pursue us, we have a power is exchanged. Oh, she likes me. Okay, now I get to be in the driver's seat of the situation. I know uh, that there is a person with low probability 
for feeling hurt. That's a big part of this. That's why Bumble kind of did women a little bit dirty. Because, listen, men are used to just societally go, you know, talk to her, be a man, ask her out, do it, talk to her, go, make the plan, make the date. And listen, I'm okay with all that. But we are, we have also been turned down probably more than women. If you think about that, your whole life told, go ask her to dance, go, be a man. You know, so... You may feel like you've been turned down a lot, but I'm saying men are put into public positions of being turned down. And when you say, when you pursue them, thank God, it's a break. It feels, it, oh my God, I don't have to deal with, uh, you know, am I, you know, jumping off a cliff without a, without a parachute? So, I, you know, it's like, do men like being pursued? Yes, of course. But the reasoning, everyone likes being pursued. But the reason we like it, it become, it can become devious. I've had this thought many times, but most recently I met up with a, um, met up with, um, most recently I met up with a guy at a bar and then hooked up with a coach at the gym I go to. Uh, Orange Theory, the day that my membership ended because I wanted to go back to another uh, type of gym. We had been flirting uh, for a few months in class, but I definitely pursued him because I thought it would be better that way since he's a coach and had signed contracts. But when we hooked up, he said he'd run, he'd be, he'd been into me for months. It's been a well. That this makes sense. Again, risk reward. It's definitely been it's been a couple of days since we hooked up and we've texted a bit, but I'm wondering if it's weird I asked him out on a date slash to hang out. Do guys like being pursued? Should I wait for him to reach out to me to see me again? It's not that I'm scared of rejection. I would do it, but I just don't know if guys like this or get turned off. No, guys like it. Here's the thing. Thanks in advance for your help. A confident betch who wants to be chased but also likes to pursue. No, no, no. I think you did everything right. I think a uh, guy at the gym who coaches at Orange Theory. Okay. Now, let's think of it for, and then he says to you, after you hooked up, you said, but when we hooked up, he said he'd been into me for months. Okay. That is a nice thing to say, but you have to take that information and be realistic with it. You know, realistic, on the spectrum between realistic and and romantic, you got to find yourself in realistic town. Because when he says, I've been into you for months, that is a way of letting you know to, to make you feel good. We like making you feel good. So... I, I, I'm not saying not to trust it, but it does open up to a question. If you were into me for months, why didn't you ask me out? Well, he didn't ask you out because maybe he's just looking to hook up. Maybe he's been attracted to you for months. Maybe maybe he didn't think, he, maybe he thought past, well, if it doesn't work out, I could have issues at work and I don't want to fuck up my work. So he, he cared about his work more than the idea of pursuing you. So, and Again, all of this sounds personal and kind of mean, and I don't mean for it to. This is the math everyone's doing, risk-reward. You, when on the last day of your, um, you said that the the day my membership ended because I wanted to go back to another type of gym. Well, there's a reason you did it on the last day, too. You did it uh, because you didn't want to feel uncomfortable. Why did and and so for the same reason he didn't pursue you. You took the chance, but you you know again we all are human, male, female, whatever you identify as. Everyone's human in this situation, but let's be realistic. So what I would say to you, just because you pursued doesn't mean you don't deserve to be pursued yourself. Doesn't mean you don't. I I don't believe in the chase. I believe in the chase of standards. And I, I really do believe this. I, I, I think so many people, they get prideful, and that's not beyond any of us. Well, I asked first so he can ask me. Well, I'm the one who made a move. He said he's in it. No, I would say, uh, to me, I would say to this guy, hey, I had a, I, I, you, you start positive and you just throw the tools at him to make you happy. What would make you happy? You want to hang out again. That's it. Drinks. Get to know him more. That's it. Plain and simple. Let's not make things any more complicated than they need to be. You want to get to know him over drinks one time. I would text him, hey, that was so much fun hanging out. 
I'm so happy we, we got over the hump. I'm so happy we revealed how much we like each other. Let me know when you can do drinks. I'd love to get drinks again. I'd love to get drinks. Let me know when you can hang out. I'd love to do drinks. Make a plan and I'm in. I think make a plan and I'm in is such a good text. Because now there's nothing. Now, listen. There's nothing to be confused. They either make a plan or they don't. Now, it's funny because it's like this. What happens is a lot of people get down. Oh, they don't like that I pursued. No, he liked that you pursued so much that you guys hooked up. Okay. He didn't have to worry about being the one to blame for when this ends. Well, you pursued me. That's a that's another big part of this. You pursued me. Oh, okay. She wanted to go out with me and I went out. We had a good time. And then, you know, it didn't work out because I'm busy at work. And and then, okay. Now he's, you know, he's, a lot of times the pursuer, especially from the male side, if you pursue, you know, and it doesn't feel like casual oh you took me on a date i thought you were really into this well i just i like going out to dinner with people and you know getting to know them and hooking up and then making those decisions later you know that doesn't sound great so again what i would say to this person don't get hung up on the pursue or not pursue get hung up on the standard you want to get to know them over drinks one more time and see if you'll go out with them again on a third time Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com it's an alone episode that's right tim those lights happy labor day i went and looked up labor day because i was like what is this day it's just for workers all of us happy labor day to you there you go i like a holiday alone episode i don't know what it is it just feels like it's right it feels like i would be coming off the beach got a little tan throw on some Papa JT finances and relationships Jared feather feather I've been dating my boyfriend for two and a half years now when we first started dating we were in the same amount of debt mine was student loans and his was credit cards I've managed to pay mine off while his continues to grow he started to make progress to his financial planning but then he just bought the new Apple laptop which seems unnecessary to me it's hard for me to not judge his purchases and spending when I know he's working extra jobs and skips trips to save. I can't help but wonder if money will be a problem in the future if we choose to get married and have children, which we talk about doing. For reference, I'm 28 and he's 32. Any tips or advice about how to talk about money without making him feel bad or blaming him for his debt? Thanks. Tough question. I don't know. I I think... The, the the biggest problem here is this debt issue is also about you because it's probably what gets blamed in, hey, you know, uh, kids and marriage, yeah, once the debt is done. And you even say, you, go, you know, uh, he gets a laptop, you know, and, and if I were you, I would see that laptop as something that was bought in lieu of going forward with me. And you say he's working extra jobs and skips trips to save. So now he's skipping trips with you to get to know you better. And I'm not putting ideas in your head. You wrote into the podcast because you feel uncomfortable. And, if, and again, you're 28, he's 32. You're going, when will life move on? We've been together two and a half years. I'd like to get married. I'd like to have kids. Okay. Moving forward costs money. Just the reality of it. So, you know, and then you have to wonder, is he making these decisions because moving forward with you isn't as important to him? It all kind of goes together. And and listen, these are hard conversations. I um I wish I was be- you know, I, I look back at past relationships. I wish I was way more open and honest about these things than I was in the moment. Cause I was the type, you know, I'm looking at it like, yeah, you know, if I was dating someone, let's go to a dinner. And then I would get worried about my next step in life. And it's like, well, you just spent, you just took someone out to a hundred and some odd dollar dinner. Why wouldn't they think that you're ready to go on with life and move forward? I don't blame them for thinking that. 
they do become connected. And then you go, well, I'm not ready to move forward with you. I don't see us getting, in a, you know, getting more serious. And, and part of those reasons are, well, I'm not ready in my career to be able to concentrate on getting more serious with someone. So to me, this isn't a conversation about his spending as much as it's a conversation about like, hey, you know, you, you said you've been dating your boyfriend two and a half years. I don't know if you live together. I think, you know, these these timelines are different and the same for everyone. They're different because they happen at different times. But, you know, you gotta, there's, there's things that gotta happen. Engagement, move-in, baby, marriage. I don't know what order that happens in. But I would, I would have a discussion of like, how do you see those things happening? Have you thought about them with me? Have you thought of a timeline? Because... All of those have money behind them. Then you can talk about, well, once I pay off, and then he'll bring up the debt on his own. I think you need to talk about life milestones. You have to be confident where you're looking to go because it doesn't sound like he's confident where he's going, where he's going. but he, he honestly might be confident where he's going and it might just be that you guys are dating and then he'll figure out and he doesn't have any plan. That's my best advice. I, I think you gotta think, you gotta know where you're going. You gotta know what you want out of life. You've been together two and a half years. If someone was to say to you, if you were under a, true, a lie detector and someone said, okay, when do you want to be married? What date on the calendar? Point at it. Do it. Do that exercise by yourself. What, what day would you see? And then start saying those things. Hey, I've been thinking a lot about our relationship and you know, as we keep going, I, I want to know what... And those things have costs associated with them. Then you get into the money. So if you move forward with, you know, oh, I'd like to move in. Okay, what kind of apartment are you looking at? What do you think? When would you want to move in? What what what's the price of the apartment? Again, money is associated with every decision. What kind of rent could you afford? If we're talking about debt, how are we going to manage the debt? Oh, then you know, oh well, I have this much debt, so I can spend this much. Okay. Do you spend? You know, do you, do you pay down the debt on a monthly basis? What are, what are you doing to take care of the debt? I remember when I had student loans, I paid on this monthly basis. The I think it all starts with where are we going? If it's not a we, then you have a then then his finance. That's when I've noticed in my relationships that I don't think I ever got really as serious as I should have gotten. Because I was never talking about finances as a we. If I'm really being personal. It was always, you know, even when I moved in, it wasn't like, it was like, okay, it wasn't very much a collaborative effort. And I think that helps it. Because if you're dealing in I's and not in we's, you know, already it's broken. So... Again, it's not about how much debt he has. It's about when does he see you two moving on with life. What goes great with a summer vibe? How about a checking account with no monthly fees? Like a cool breeze, Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. With no monthly fees, no maintenance fees, or minimum balance fees, it's how banking should be. Access your money fee-free at more than 60,000 in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and CVS. You can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Chime, no no monthly fees, no vibe killing fees. Sign up for a Chime checking account only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash JTrain. That's Chime.com slash JTrain. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by and credit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Got a couple more here. Keep sending your emails. That's right. I told you I'm going on a... A big old date tonight, dinner date. We had two places chosen. When I, when I told you we had two places chosen, the first place, I, the, 
they came to me with a couple of options and then I didn't want to sound like I didn't wasn't a part of creating the options. So then I threw in another option and then I went and looked at their menu and I was like, it was a little too fancy. And so now we're going to the casual, more casual. Not casual, more casual. Not nothing. It's a nice place. West Village. It's a nice area. Pre-marriage Instagram etiquette. Jared and guests feather feather. Thanks for all you do and bring in the haas. Well, I'm trying my best. I hope this episode has been fun. And let me know. If you don't like the alone episodes, let me know. If you like them, I like to know. It always feels good. My boyfriend and I have been together a year and a half. Living together for a year and are planning on a courthouse wedding in the next few months. We're both 27. Met when we were freshmen in college and reconnected at 25, and I tweeted about how shitty Tinder was, and he slid into my DMs. Look at that. We immediately hit it off, and as they say, the rest was history. Now, here's my question. What is the post-single life know you're the one, with the one in getting married Instagram etiquette? Oh, so this is the one I think we did on You Up, but I wanted to get into it. My boyfriend has an absurd follower list, if you ask me, LOL. I mean, 1,700-something of the majority of random hot chicks, and he tried to hook up with, uh, uh, ra- random hot chicks he tried to hook up with, just thought they were hot, et cetera, et cetera. I trust him. No, nothing is going on. But it still kind of gives me the ick thinking we're going to be married and he still follows these girls from pre-us. Is it unfair of me to ask him to go through and unfollow all of them? We've had the discussion and doesn't ca- and he doesn't care about the about unfollowing and he has unfollowed the ones he's seen pop up on his feed, but there are still so many. In my moments of insecurity, I've searched for a random girl's name and his followers and there will be a large number of girls and half of the girls, and half the time, they don't even follow him back. These aren't supermodel influencers with thousands of followers. Those, those I don't care about, but the everyday girls like me. Any sage, uh, any advice or sage, which is the appreciate future wife of a serial follower? You know, all of this is icky. And it's funny because I think when Jordan and I talked about it on You Up, it was like, okay, let's cut it down to 1,000. I mean, 1,700 is a lot to follow and and i'm following probably upwards of let me see my instagram i am following but i am in the creator business you know so there's a lot of times i'm following someone because like you know they've been on the podcast you know stuff like that and you go i i gotta i gotta follow them i gotta support and like i'm following 1500 and I am in this world of, you know, following and, you know, people putting stuff out there and people coming on the podcast. So 1500 to me, like I, I'm not really, and let me just be open and honest. There's a lot of those people that were followed because I met them on a dating app or I met them in person and thought they were cute or they messaged me and I followed back and all of the uh, the back alley Instagram things that are going on. And if they're happening with me, they're happening with your boyfriend. And I do understand. It's like, it, it's hard because a lot of women aren't doing this as much, I would say. Maybe every now and again, you follow someone, you go, oh, I saw him on my, saw him in a friend of mine, friend's picture, and I figure I'd shoot my shot. I get that. But I think... And if I was, and I would be, you know, if let's say I get in a relationship tonight, let's say I got it, I would not be taking out my phone and going, okay, now that that's done with, now that we're together, let me just go get rid of all these women. No, I, <laughs> I wouldn't think to, but maybe that's probably a more healthy thing because, you know, just see, and I understand this person's discomfort because just you know, seeing an ex or someone that you flirted with or someone that you, what could have been, it may, it's not healthy. It just doesn't work well in your brain. You know, your parents, I remember, I remember I was like 10 years old or young and my family, we went out to ice cream after dinner. My dad saw a woman in the ice cream shop and then, and then we got in the car and my dad said, 
my mom like was like, oh my God, your dad used to date her. And we were all like, what? You know, like we all freaked out. Like it was like the first like thinking that like your parents had another life, you know? And I think of that moment a lot because, you know, my dad saw that person for four seconds. <laughs> four seconds. Hello, hello, how you been, how you been, done. And then just life moved on. You know, there wasn't, and, and I think about nowadays, you could go home, look them up. Oh my God. Or you've been following them since that date. And this all sounds icky and weird, but it's just the, you know, because it is available, we do. Because the tool exists, we use. You know, so, and I don't think I'm speaking crazily. So, and I tried thinking when I reread this email, I was like, what would I, how would I feel being told to unfollow all these people? And I guess, you know, at first I would be ashamed. So I'd be like, ah, I don't want to admit <laughs> that I need that unfollowing them is a good thing. Like, but it is a good thing. I know that inherently. I know that just seeing people pop up you go i don't need the distraction there's nothing here to see and you know this guy you know i do understand that a lot of this lives in the land of fantasy you know you follow someone that you're attracted to and you just have no reason to other than you just like looking at someone you're attracted to and that sounds weird too like it's like the idea of like oh he watches my stories some people are gonna watch your stories forever and they have no intention of doing of talking to you making a date nothing this is what gets them their little jolt of whatever i you know a little jolt for their day like it and to me looking at someone's instagram stories is as much as taking your head and turning it as you walk by someone you think is cute on the street. That's it. If you had a list of the names of the people who checked you out while you walked by, you'd see a lot more names that you would be like, why are they looking at me? Because they think you're cute. They wanted to see your ass. They wanted to see what you looked like. That's it. So, if I were this person, how do you, and I understand because, and I understand why they got the ick because they go, you now I'm getting to know you. This is this is back alley you. This is, you know, boys will be boys you. And that's kind of gross. And you want to believe I'm the one and I'm the, the only person they've ever thought of. And, and also, that's how they got in touch with you. You said they saw your, your Twitter. And then, again, that's, that's what I would say to him. Listen. I don't need temptation, just like you don't need temptation. We all don't need a temptation. You saw my tweet and you asked me out. I'm not saying you're going to see someone's post from going to Miami and ask them out, but I wouldn't even want to deal with that in my head. I don't know. I As long as the number keeps going down, I'd be cool with it. <laughs> if this is me, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like this question. That's so much that we brought it up again. I think they sent it to both. And then I saw it and I was like, no, let's talk about it again. Because I'm like, listen, I'm in this mode where I'm single now. There, there are people that I was, I, I, when I was in a relationship and then there were people that I was following just from dating apps and all these kind of people that she's talking about. And then I got out of a relationship, I'm single. And those people became people I would interact with on Instagram. And now I'm noticing it again. Like I, you you follow people back and you go, oh well, hey, you know, like uh, you know, they they go, oh, you know, I, how do I find you on Hinge? Right here. And you have interactions, and then you don't meet. You go, ah, I don't want to date them. Again, the hesitation to go on the date, and then they just sit there, and you're like, do I unfollow? Probably, probably should. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com an alone episode let's do one more this one has a crazy name help coke king fiance jared big fan always appreciate your honest advice my fiance and i met three years ago when he was in the height of his party phase he had a big group of guy friends that were very into bottle service molly and coke when we first started dating we were on opposite sides of the country and neither of us had any intention of a serious relationship but after our first sexcation we fell hard and fast okay so fiance three years ago height of his party phase that's a tough one because we're gonna see then they meet on a sexcation and they fell hard and fast at that point, I had dated enough people to know I couldn't change him and didn't want to or even want to try. I accepted him for where he was at and, and tried even learn leaning into that lifestyle, but it's not for me. Now, three years down the road, he is in a high-pressure job, and we moved to a relatively boring state away from his friends. Here's the thing, though. Every time he gets around his old buddies, he does a ridiculous amount of drugs. Recently, he went on a bachelor party, and my only rule was don't cheat, don't die, don't get arrested. <laughs> That's a pretty... <laughs> don't cheat, don't die, don't get arrested. That's a good t-shirt. That would be a good bachelor party t-shirt. And asked to know nothing about it. However, this past weekend, we went to the wedding with the said guys from the bachelor party. They were spilling details about the bottle service girls strippers etc and call my fiance the coke king Oy. <laughs> you don't want that Oy, you don't want to be with the coke king Oy. other than you know the dangers of it you're just like you're like don't cheat don't die don't get arrested maybe you needed a don't you know become the 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 lord of coke palace we got in probably the biggest fight we've had because I said I don't know that I want to be associated with let alone marrying the Coke King. <laughs> what, what if he was put on a crown and held a scepter and he's like, what? I'm the king. You know, he said he accepts that all the parts of me he doesn't want necessarily like. So I should accept him for who he is and love the good, bad, and the ugly. I don't know if that's how it works. I understand what he's saying. No, well, you don't. You don't like to watch Survivor, you know, versus him being the Coke King. That's not the same. But for about a million different reasons, I was hurt and freaked out. I have absolutely no idea how to handle this situation. We have an incredible relationship in every other sense. But how am I supposed to handle his own bachelor party in a couple of months? I'm fine with partying. You have to stop saying that you're fine with things and have a fun-ass time with friends, but there needs to be a middle ground, right? Yeah, but some people can't do middle ground. That's the whole issue with addiction. That's when an addiction comes in. Help a non-LOL. Um, do not want my name named. You're not going to be named. Okay. Yeah, you... W listen... Uh, I've done drugs. I've, 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 I'm not known as the Coke King. I'm not even the Coke Prince. Um, I, I right now, currently in my life, um, uh, on the date of this taping, I haven't done that stuff in a long time. Um, I drink, I don't even smoke weed anymore. Um, I've stopped with that. None of it really, I, I feel lucky saying that I feel lucky that None of it really has a, an, I have no interest in it. And I say I'm lucky because I'm, that's a respect for how difficult addiction can be. Now, I do like alcohol. I do drink. I do think that sometimes I drink too much. I do think that sometimes, and I've been trying to be way better with it. I think I have been better with it. I think I've been pretty good the last, I would say, five months and listen i have my good and bad and listen food is an addiction for me i've been better with nighttime eating i feel pretty good right now but you know but drinking to me is what leads to my food problems so i've been trying to take down the drinking and help it to help the food stuff and i've been trying to drink less on the road and and i you know i was having this run where i was drinking on sunday nights to the point where 
you know, where I would, my Mondays were just shot and I looked bad and I was, you know, and all this stuff is to say, when you say I'm fine with partying, you know, sometimes it's, hey, you got to stop. You know, you, some people can't handle partying because they go to the next level. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, I can't handle having, you know, six drinks on a Sunday. And I used to do that easily. And I, I get it. You don't want your, nobody wants their significant other that they're about to start a life with wearing the, the crown that says Coke on it. And again, this isn't, you know, not to scare you, but then there's, you know, Coke is laced now and it's got other shit in it and people are dying from it. This happened in comedy. There was a story about a year or a year and a half ago about all these comedians got the same batch of drugs and uh, like a few of them died. One went into, you know, K ended up living, but they went to the hospital, whatever. And that could scare the shit out of you. So I, I, I think it's less about, first of all, I, and maybe it's him talking to someone, a professional, obviously, there might be a professional, I mean, if you're known as the Coke King, then talking to a professional, and if they're fr- and if the friends are so open about talking about it, they think it's a big fucking joke, so they're, again, they're probably on the same page as you, as they're part, you know, oh, it's partying. I think, but to say, I think the shocking part about your fight is when you said, I don't know that I want to be associated with, associated with, let alone marrying the Coke King. The Coke King really puts a, an embarrassment over that, and that's probably why he fights back. You know, it goes back to the, the who you're following on Instagram. It's a little, you know, I don't think he's proud of being the Coke King. <laughs> I don't think he walks around with a cape and a scepter. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Sniffing everything. But here's the other thing about those drugs, party drugs, is you think you can do them like you did them before and then you go too much and then you overdose. That's how you overdose. You know, it's not the, so I don't know, but I'm speaking out of my ass at this point. I'm not a professional. I I, I think you got to sit down with them and it can't be tit for tat. The, this discussion went wrong. If he's saying to you, I should accept him for who he is and, you know, love the good, the bad, and the ugly, just like he doesn't do like he does for you. Okay, what are my good, bad, and the ugly? What, which of mine are going to kill me or could maybe kill me? Now, the other thing is if you're doing drugs with him. And, you know, that's a different story in itself. Because then you become kind of an untrustworthy he goes, well, you do them, but because when someone is some, when there's a difference between I've done, I did a line and I'm the Coke King, you know, this is, I'm sorry for laughing. I, I mean, it is ridiculous. And the friends coming back and talking about it openly like that is just, it's not a good sign. And, and also it is different than probably, you know, and if you guys are doing it together, which that is something that happens. I can understand where you go, well, when I'm there, he's in line and we're together. And then when I'm not there, now I'm hearing he's the Coke King and I don't know how much he's doing. And I don't know how, you know, uh, your imagination gets the best of you and you assume it's the most dangerous part of mountain, which again, Coke King, I would think that too. So I think it's about you calming down and not making it, and about the embarrassing thing about him, but that you're a little worried. And to say, and again, also, don't cheat, don't die, don't get arrested. That's almost like, you know, is cardiac arrest and getting into the hospital okay with you? He didn't die. You know, like that's that's kind of what you're leaving. You're not really talking at that point. You're not, you're, you're is so much in this, you know, to me, all these labels hurt you because it turns the fight, it turns it into this embarrassment. Don't die, don't get arrested, don't cheat. Ugh, he's not going to do any of those things. And then he gets called the Coke King. He doesn't believe he's the Coke King. You got to talk to him in more real terms. Hey, man, I'm going to stop doing this. I think I need you to stop doing this too. And, and that might be a test of whether he can't stop. And also realizing that he, you know, again, this game isn't for everybody. I've had to have this conversation with myself. Maybe I can't drink 
because I can't stop after two. I've had that conversation with myself. And that's a more realistic, that's two. That See how I'm using math, I'm talking about numbers. How many did you have? Cocaine, that's in the land of vague and, well, I don't do that much. Well, how many lines do you have? I don't know. Okay. Where are you getting it from? Did you test it? Did, you know, let's, you're living in the land of vague, so you don't have to live in the land of real. That would be my advice. Again, I'm not a professional. Tough situation. People, the alone episodes, oh, we always get deep. Every Monday, your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending your emails, jtrainpodcast.com. We will be back next week. Boom.